This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 564. Hello and welcome to the show. It's great to have your company once again. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Navman has released its first 4K dash cam and they're saying it's their best ever. We get behind the wheel of the new MG4 EV and why Mac users are being targeted by cyber criminals. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the DJI Air 3 drone. Nokia has released a sub-450 smartphone that you can repair yourself. And Dyson's Zone headphones, which we thought were an April Fool's Day joke when they were revealed last year, have now gone on sale in Australia. And we'll answer all of your tech questions, of course, in the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by our great mates at Netgear, the company that can keep you connected, and the fine people at Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, the dash cam is becoming an essential product, I think, for your car. It's uh, it's one of those things that can really come in handy if there is an incident. And, of course, if nothing happens, then there's no no worry there e- either. But if this uh, if, if you can have these high-quality eyes and ears on the road for the driver, then if you do need to make some sort of claim, uh, whether it's or a police report, insurance claim, you have some really high-quality video evidence right there. I have heard of plenty of stories where the dash cam footage has actually helped drivers in several incidents, and it's actually allowed them to show their side of the story as things happen rather than people hearing what happened and then making an assumption of what happened. Uh, there's been a few incidents, I think, where pedestrians have actually been hit by by drivers and uh, the pedestrian was actually, in, in some of these cases, at fault. And, and the dash cam footage was able to to show that the driver had no couldn't stop in time because the, the pedestrian really didn't wasn't looking where they were going. So having a dash cam could really save you a lot of heartache. If that if if what we just spoke about, if the driver didn't have a dash cam, it's just your word against theirs. And that that could that could anything could result from there. But having the dash cam, like the new MyView Pro 4K from Navman, can really make things easier in your life. There's the MyView Pro 4K and the MyView Pro 4K DC. DC short for dual camera. So front camera 4K, rear camera 2K. So you're covered front and back. Having a rear camera is really important, actually, because a high percentage of accidents are nose-to-tail accidents as well. So if someone hits you from the rear, you've got footage if you do have that rear camera. Now, Navman is a name we've known for many years. They were the go-to brand when it came to GPS systems. And we're talking 20, 25 years ago when they were first introduced. GPS systems, they've now spun out of GPS systems because uh, GPSs are, are now part of a part of a car. They're also on your phone. So it's uh, they've, they've thought that you know, they're going to put the wood behind the arrow in the, in the best area for them moving forward, and that's in dash cams. They've taken their proprietary technology and their experience in 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 this field, and now come up with what they're calling their best dash cam ever. 
The MyView Pro 4K, it records in true 4K resolution. Now, resolution with a dash cam is super, super important. The resolution here is 3840 by 2160 at 30 frames per second. Now, that high resolution allows you to see even more detail in your footage. Oftentimes, if you do have a video like this, you need to make out information. You need to see number plates, street signs, car makes and models, and even people's faces. So having that extra resolution really does give you that very, very important detail. Not only do you have the detail, but each video from the Navman is also GPS tagged. So that provides the exact coordinates of any incident, along with other details like the direction you were traveling uh, upon impact. That That's all thanks to the onboard three-axis G sensor that can provide that information. The rear camera, as I mentioned, has a 135-degree field of view, and it has a Starvis sensor on board. The sensors aboard these dash cams are very important. The rear, the rear records at 30 frames per second, by the way, 2.5K, 2560 by 1440. Now, the sensors have uh, are important because the the high, the dynamic range so the, the 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 bright parts and dark parts of the of the footage have to be legible so during the day for example if there's like bright sun shining in front then you still need to be able to make out the detail in that bright area so it's not a total blowout a lot of a lot of other inferior cameras that's what happens it's just a white blur and you don't see anything but having that having that that extra the, the premium sensor, the Starver sensor, means that whether it's light in light, really bright areas or dark areas, you do get to make out that, that detail, that very all-important detail. Now, the front camera also includes a 2.7-inch LCD screen. So uh, you are able to see, you can view the footage right there on the device or you can download it via Wi-Fi to the MyView Pro companion app. A lot, a lot of other, a lot of other dash cams, especially 4K dash cams. Not many of them, hardly any of them, actually have a screen. So here's Navman allows you to still have quite a compact front camera. It's still pretty small and and really discreet in the front uh, in your car. Uh, it just and it just has that 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 screen that's angled so that the driver can easily see the the, the video footage if they want to. They can also, of course, hear. A lot of uh, they do get the benefit of the safety features as well, which means if if they're approaching a red light camera, for example, or a school zone, they get a warning from the navman as well from the dash cam because any if if you're driving in an area where you're not familiar and you may even be on the phone or something, you're not really paying attention or not paying attention to your speed. You can easily drive through a school zone of a couple of kilometres over the limit, and if there's a camera nearby, or even through a through a, a red light or a, a traffic light, and if if you if it's even if it's three or four kilometres over the limit, you, you potentially could be fined. Having this warning, this this clearly audible warning to say, oh, red, it'll say red light camera ahead or approaching school zone. So you can automatically then prepare yourself to make sure you check your speed, check what you're doing. You don't want to get a fine. So not only is it your, it's got your back on the road with, with, your, with the footage, but also can help potentially save the points on your license and also the money in your wallet. You don't want to be giving that away too easily. Now, in the event of an accident, 
the app is comes in really handy because it allows you to download the footage from the device itself and share that from the accident site. So you could send it directly to whoever needs to have it, insurance, police, whatever you need. Uh, so that's a handy feature as well. But as I said, you can see the footage if you want to on the built-in screen. That 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 comes in handy as well. The the other the other features too, like the advantage of having a dash cam like this if you drive an older car. It's going to introduce a lot of the safety features that maybe some modern cars already have. But if you've got an older car that doesn't have these safety features, the Navman will provide it. And this includes things like front collision warnings, stop and go warnings. You know, when a, if a car pulls, if you're at the light and your uh, a car or the, the your, your car's pulled ahead and you haven't reacted to the light, it'll tell you, hang on a minute, you better get moving. The car ahead of you has moved it moved on. So rather than avoid having the, the driver behind you give you a little toot. Um, but also, too, you get the red light camera warning, school zone warnings, even railway crossings. Uh, even, you even get a warning if, uh, if an alert if someone's following too close behind you as well, uh, which really annoys me when people tailgate, hate that with a passion. But you can also add to this dash cam a smart box. That's an additional $799. And what that does it provides continuous power to the dash cam even when you're parked. So in parking mode, smart box attached, power there. If someone backs into you in a, in a, in a shopping center, a car park, wherever you happen to be, this will the the smart box will have the be powering the the dash cam the navman to record that incident it'll detect the the bump and it be recording and so if someone drives off and doesn't leave a note guess what you got all their details in 4k quality so uh yeah a great i think worth the extra 79 bucks to be able to have that extra protection not only while you're driving but also while your car is parked the MyView Pro 4K, it's 369 bucks. That's just for the single, the front camera only. And the dual camera is 529, which is fantastic value for the, the quality you're getting. So you're getting 4K up front, 2.5K up the back. So I reckon excellent, excellent value, but also gives you peace of mind knowing you've got this high quality record of what's happened on the road. So it's not your word against theirs. You've got this high quality video to prove your side of what happened. The Navman MyView Pro 4K, it's available now if you want to buy it, but you can read all about it and see pictures at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. We've gone from dash cams to EVs. It's a very uh, auto-centric start to the show. Uh, MG has launched one of its most affordable EVs, one of the most affordable EVs in the country, I should say, the MG4. And I was lucky enough to get behind the wheel uh, even before the official launch. I had a little bit of a burn, a bit of a drive for about three or four days before the official launch. The official launch, by the way, was at the South Sydney Rabbitohs High Performance Centre. Uh, MG, of course, is the South Sydney Rabbitohs major sponsor and it was a great day to be there i'm a south man former south player massive south fan and being there was uh, even got a little shout out from the c the south ceo for being there he said oh we want to welcome a former player who, who happens to be here as well and that that was me it felt really good to hear that but the mg yeah, was launched at the uh, south city high performance center at heffron park which is this massive massive new high-tech center that south have only been in for the last two or three months uh, it was a perfect venue to to see the range of the MG4 vehicles, which start at thirty eight 
$1,990, which makes it one of the most affordable EVs in the country. And that, that $38,990 does not include on-road costs. So on-roads would be another couple of thousand on top of that. But I think it's this is one of the these vehicles that look great, drive great, uh, but being priced as they are, I think are going to be very attractive to those drivers who are thinking, do we do it? Do we go electric? What are we doing? Because the thing in the past that stopped drivers from making the switch was the price. It wasn't that long ago, two or three years ago, an EV was like priced like a luxury car. You had to spend big money to have to be able to drive an EV, and that was just really counterintuitive for the to 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 lift the, the number of EV sales. There were a few rebates and other little incentives, but it's now that cars like the MG4 are priced well below 40000 uh, that I think is going to really going to give people that option if they want to finally pull the trigger on switching to an EV. I think this is a great way to start. Now, this is the MG4 is the first MG model built on its new modular scalable platform. That's the MSP, which means that it was designed as an EV from the tyres up. And the previous model, I've, I've driven and written about them, MG ZS EV. I was driving that for a while too, a couple of months ago. That was basically the ZS petrol car that had been electrified. So they really didn't change any of the design. They just put electric motors in it, took the petrol motors out, and it was an EV. It technically is an EV, but it still had the the area where the drivetrain runs through a petrol car. Uh, had all had it had those areas of a of a car that the EV does not need. And so if you look at now the MG, and I've, there's a video actually of a, a look inside the MG4 that I've done if you want to take a look at the story on Tech Guide, you'll see that it's now a flat floor. So you've got all this storage space, extra room for passengers front and back. So lots of little nooks and crannies that you can actually store things. Just does open up. It opens up the vehicle a little bit more. Now, the car uh, has a really it's, – it's a hatchback, a five-door hatchback, and has a really nice, st nice stance on it. it, it it's, MG, I think, on the day said that the design was for this thing to look like – look fast even when it was standing still. And the, the lines on the car, they're pretty, they're, they're pretty aggressive, but still really sleek and, and really nice looking. The, the colours I like too, they had some really cool colours. Like I think Brixton Blue is kind of their, it's their go-to colour, their signature colour. But there was another car, another colour, Volcano Orange. It looked really nice. So, or they had the blue and the orange at the launch. And uh, I, I quite like the orange. It, it, not many cars you'd buy in orange, but this one actually looks pretty cool in orange. And I, I, it was definite consideration for that color there. I did like the blue, though. The car that I drove for a few days was the blue. The car that I had was that entry-level car, the MG4 Excite 51. Now, that's the 38,990 plus on roads. Has a range of 350 kilometers. Can go zero to a hundred in seven point seven seconds, which is pretty fast. Now, if you want to move up, of course, they've got the sixty-four Excite, which is forty-four nine ninety, and that has a four hundred and fifty kilometer range. There's the sixty-four Essence, which is forty-nine nine ninety uh, and four hundred and thirty-five kilometer range, and then there's the seventy-seven Essence Long Range, which is fifty-five nine ninety plus on-road costs, and that gives you. 530 kilometers of range. So I think great choices there for customers, for drivers. And 
I definitely think that obviously EV adoption is now is now growing and and it's rapidly increasing because there are so many options like the MG4s. Um, so just just from the outside, great looking car and attractive, but inside as well, a lot of room. I, I was impressed with the the spaciousness of the of the of the cabin. Uh, and like I'm not sure, like I'm six foot one, and I easily sat in the driver's seat. Plenty of room to move, plenty of room above my head, plenty of room for passengers as well. There's a small seven inch cluster in front of the driver, so that's a little little digital screen that's in front of the steering wheel. And then next to that, in the middle of the car, there's a 10.5-inch touchscreen. The, the driver's cluster is not touchscreen. It's just for read-only. It's no, you can't. It's not a touchscreen. But the centre console, the 10.5-inch screen there, that is a touchscreen and his Android Auto, uh, Apple CarPlay on board as well, uh, and is uh, is. I think a uh, re- really nice way to access the features of the car. So there's not as many buttons and, and, and choices in the car because they're all in that screen. There's a couple of hard – there's a row of hard buttons below so that get you to the radio and all media and, and home in, in by pressing a physical button. Um, but it is uh, – yeah, a lot, a lot of that stuff is is all dictated through that uh, that, that screen. One thing I found, the car doesn't have its own GPS navigation system. You know, when you jump in a car now with CarPlay or Android Auto, the car normally has its own GPS and you can use Apple Apple Maps or Google Maps, whatever you want, if you're into CarPlay and Android Auto. Uh, but the MG4 doesn't have, didn't have its own GPS, so you only you need to rely on Android Auto, Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. So I think, yeah, plenty of room in there, USB-A, USB-C charging ports as well, a lot of stuff, little spaces to store things uh, and conveniently located cup holders, of course, and away. Uh, the CarPlay and Android Auto, by the way, uh, you have to connect it with a cable. Unfortunately, it's not wireless CarPlay or Android Auto. has to be linked with a cable. But you know what? I think this is an EV that definitely punches way above its weight. Uh, it's thirty-eight nine ninety plus on roads. I think yeah, you, it, it does drive and look like a car that's far more expensive. If you want to take a look at our story and our video, you can head over to techguide.com.au. This one's for all you Mac users out there, and I'm one of them. Uh, I'm a Mac user, but the difference between me and many other Mac users is that I do not have a false sense of security. I do have internet security software on my Mac. I know a lot of Mac users, maybe some of you listening right now, are thinking, I've got a Mac. They're not going to get me. It's only PCs that get attacked like this. But you know what? You are wrong. A new report from Bitdefender, the Mac OS threat landscape report from Bitdefender. This uh, has got some pretty eye-opening stats and news in here. And those who do have that false sense of security, uh, you think you're not going to get any malware. If you're safe from cyber criminals, then you better think again because the cyber criminals are thinking, you know what? They are a target. Naturally, Windows users make up like 90% of the world's computer users. And so there, of course, cyber criminals will go where the numbers are. But there is still a healthy number of, of users who are using Apple's operating systems, including iOS and macOS. And uh, Bitdefender says that the main threats to Apple users are Trojans, adware, 
and what they call PUAs, potentially unwanted applications. Now, as I said, Apple's threat level is way below Microsoft or Google for that matter. And so a lot of people think, yeah, I'm right. I don't need security software. Well, that's the problem because what, what these cyber criminals do, and, and it's something, it, it, it's, uh, it's constantly evolving. The threats are always evolving. It's not like the cyber criminals make one, one bit of malware and think, that'll do me. I'm never going to make another one. They're always looking for vulnerabilities. So Trojans, for example, they pose the biggest threat, according to this report. They account for more than half of threat detections, followed by adware and PUAs. So what happens with, with the Trojans and other malware is that they try to, they try to uh, get in there and exploit a potential weakness. Now, I know that a lot of people, they see a software upgrading, oh, they groan and moan and thinking, oh, God, I've got to do another update. It's going to, it's what a hassle. But it's that update that protects you from these Trojans and malware. And these cyber criminals know that you hate doing them. They know that a lot of people couldn't be bothered and they become the targets. So it's really important to keep your software upgraded, run those updates because it's for your own good. It's not just for them to annoy you. They make the system more secure and make it better. So really run those updates. Don't moan about it. Just do it because it could save you. Now, the other common, the most common piece of malware that's targeted Max is called EvilQuest. And it's targeted 52.7% of Mac users, would you believe? And again, those if you're putting off the latest software and security updates, EvilQuest is coming to get you as well. But you know what? How they get in, they the Trojans not only exploit those unpatched vulnerabilities, but they're also they're socially engineered into communications. So things things like spam, phishing emails, rigged advertising, tainted file downloads. If you download a file, so you went, oh, well, let, let's download Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Here we go. What could be hanging on the back of that? is a potentially unwanted application. And a lot of these go undetected if you don't have security software. And what what, what happens here, the, the, these downloads, the they can also contain little hidden little bits of malware uh, that have this, this functionality like data tracking and coin mining. Now, you, you heard of coin mining, where Bitcoin mining. So what they do, they get a vast network of computers to try to find best pricing and to buy more Bitcoin. So what they do, they they send out all this malware. They, they get a whole fleet of computers around the world, not knowing that they're being used, some of their computing power is being used to mine Bitcoin. And they're just going about not knowing anything. The user does not know a thing. These are the little things that can be contained in those potentially unwanted applications uh, as well. So it's a lot of freeware. I'm, I'm sure people have seen like, a, you know, system, I, I know internet security software, there are some free versions. People ask me, what's a good free internet security software? So there's no such thing. You need to pay for it. Our great sponsor is Norton 360. It's one of the best you can buy. But there's a lot of other freeware. Like I think an example for a Mac would be to clean your hard drive. There's a lot of those freebies where you can use it for a limited time or even free the whole time. But on the riding, riding on there, coming in on the wake of those sort of slipstreaming in with that free software could potentially be some of this malware that could put your system at risk.
really worth uh, worth a read. This report, it's it, it is an eye opener. And if you are an Apple user, a Mac user, you are still vulnerable to cyber threats. And if you haven't got internet security software, of course, we'll recommend Norton 360. They're great sponsors of our show, have been for years. Uh, if you don't have internet security software, you're just asking for trouble because cyber criminals, they haven't forgotten Mac users. In fact, they are targeting you even more. If you want to read that complete report, you can feel free to check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware, or viruses, or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Now, here's one review we had a lot of fun doing. It was the DJI Air 3 drone. I'm a massive drone fan, and the DJI Air 3 is actually an excellent new product. Uh, DJI just uh, keep do, keep doing it. They've done it again. They've produced a, an excellent drone here, uh, and it's got a dual camera as well. This is the first Air series to have dual cameras. I think they're going down the same path as smartphones. Remember when your smartphone only had one camera? Now they've got like four the drones are going down the same path. They've got the Air 3 has a dual primary cameras and there's a wide angle camera and a medium telephoto camera with up to three times zoom. Uh, and it also produces amazing 48 megapixel images and 40, 4K HDR videos at 60 frames a second. So very, very high quality. There are examples you can. I've got a video of some of the footage I captured, and it also is a great example. Shows you that 3x zoom and uh, and the wide angle as well. But uh, no matter which mode you choose, no matter which camera, you are getting a fantastic result. DJI Air 3 has the foldable design, as we know. So the, the props fold in and it actually folds down. Uh, I've described it as folding down about the size of a one-litre water bottle. Not quite as small as the minis, but uh, this is slightly larger. It's slightly heavier too. This is 720 grams. So this means that you can only fly uh, outside 5.5 kilometres from a controlled airspace. So because it's uh, over, two, if it's 249 and, and lower, you can fly carefully in those areas. But uh, this is 720, so it's uh, you've got to trek out 5.5 k's away from a controlled airspace. 
And the DJI Air 3, I think, and, and it's really good value, the, the pricing, which I'll mention later, you, you, you get a lot of bang for your buck with this one. You've got great cameras, great flying time, and really easy to fly. A lot of great safety features on board as well. So any first-time pilots, uh, that I know some may find it a little intimidating, there are a lot of safety features to, to prevent you maybe flying into a tree or clipping a rock or whatever there's a lot of stuff that's got you back. So a great safety net with this one as well. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, the 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 footage from these drones are, is remarkable. You can see that on our video on Tech Guide there. 4K at up to 60 frames a second, uh, real pro-level stuff. And uh, even the stills are stunning as well. The 3X zoom or with the, the medium telephoto camera really does give uh, – adds a lot of variety to what you're shooting. So whether you want to have a sweeping landscape with a wide with a wide-angle camera or maybe focus in on a subject and have this amazing depth of field with the telephoto camera, it really does look stunning. Uh, the, the, the telephoto, the, the wide angle gives you, if you want to like shooting a landscape or coastline or something, uh, that looks amazing. And so that's the equivalent of, a, of having a 24 millimeter format in there, 24 mil lens. So if you want to go the, uh, the medium tele camera, it's the 70 millimeter equivalent you're getting. And it really does allow the subject to be, to, to really pop out of the background, but still having that beautiful depth of field. And the 3X zoom, by the way, is it, it gets you a lot closer to your subject than you think. It is a lot. 3X zoom on the drone really does make a difference. You'll see some example photos I've got side by side of wide angle and medium 3X uh, telephoto. And like I've got a shot of the Lurline Bay, some houses on Lurline Bay. The 3X zoom, I can almost read the, their house numbers. It's that, it's that close, but not quite. But it does take you a little bit closer to the subject, which is the idea of the 3X zoom. Uh, you, of course, still get all the intelligent features at your fingertips as well, like vertical shooting. So if you want to flip it around and shoot vertically for TikTok or Instagram Reels or whatever, it allows you to do that. There's also night mode, so low light, uh, you can still capture great videos and images. Quick shots also there, so all these great creative movements, you know, whether you use circles and helixes and various things, it's like an on-rails little mode that can, can say, go around in a circle around the subject and uh, make your shots look amazing amazingly professional as well. Uh, again, they've they're become standard now with any DJI drone. Now, the DJI drone, the Air 3 version we had was the Fly More combo, which I highly recommend because you get two extra batteries, a leather case, a charging hub, spare props, definitely worth getting. Uh, we also had the RC2 remote, which is that that's the remote that has the 5.5-inch display built into the remote definitely worth the extra money pay the extra money get that better remote control so that way you don't you don't need your phone it's all there contained it's way easier to set up and get flying definitely worth the extra bucks the screen by the way too on the on the on the remote is really is bright enough to be, even be viewed because you're going to fly this outside of course so needs to be easily visible even in bright sunlight and it was we were able to see our battery level the mode we were in all the information around the edges of the screen we were able to read quite easily even though we were out in the sunlight so yeah definitely opt for that uh, for that better the the remote the RC2 with the screen built in now, to get technical with you, 
Each camera supports 10-bit D-Log-M, that's for light and shadow detail, and 10-bit HLG color mode, so that's for higher dynamic range without the need for color grading. All you camera nerds know what I'm talking about. This has got it. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it had, as I mentioned, safety features, uh, fantastic on this drone. This is the first air drone, uh, air series that has uh, obstacle detection in all in all directions. So you're able front, back, below. You're not going to fly into a tree. You're not going to clip a cliff. It's going to prevent you from doing that. So any uh, in, in first time or, or rookie pilots know that this will not allow you to fly into a tree. The object detection, obstacle detection will prevent that. It'll sidestep that for you. So that's a fantastic safety net for you guys. Uh, and even experienced pilots, we we sometimes get it wrong. And you might back into something or or clip go go into a fly into an object, a building or something. And this does help you prevent that. So extra peace of mind there to protect your investment right there. The other cool feature too, and this this has been in 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 most DJI drones, is the return to home feature. It is even better. Because return to home, uh, it's it's RTH. There's a button on the remote that stands for return to home. So if if in the event where you lose communication with the drone, so say your your remote uh, is not communicating with the drone anymore, the the Air Three will think, okay, I'm, I've lost the connection, so I'm going home, mate. I'm heading home. So it'll go, it'll land at your feet, right where you took where it took off from. Uh, that'll it'll remember that 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 position and go right back there. The other, the other, the other thing too, it, it, it return to home is also very handy for the for the uh, if you say you're flying a long distance away, say you want to there's I don't know there's a pot of whales or something about a kilometer out to sea, and you're flying, you got to fly more than thirty meters above them, okay? So you got to stay safe. But say for example you've you've flown out there, the drone is smart enough to know whether you've got enough juice to get back again because a lot of people forget that they fly out there and they don't they don't save anything for the way back a lot of people a lot of rookie pilots they don't they don't realize that the the amount of energy that took to get there you need the same amount of energy to get back and so what the RTH does it looks at the battery level and if you haven't initiated the return home it's doing the calculations to say mate we're coming home you got no say in the matter. I'm bringing it home because you haven't done it yet. If you if you continue to just hover, then you're not going to have enough juice to get home. So that that's a that's a fantastic feature that allows you to do that. The other massive improvement is the flying time. The batteries now give you 46 minutes of flying time, which is absolutely amazing. It wasn't that long ago where you'd be happy to get 25 minutes of flying time on, with a drone. Now it's 46 minutes. That's three quarters of an hour on a single battery. That's remarkable. Of course, the air is a lot bigger than the Mini, so you get a bigger battery. But still, the, the, this improvement with the Air 3 is a 48% improvement on last year's model. That's how good that is. So uh, I reckon, yeah, job well done there. And that, that's all the result of the battery technology, the aerodynamics, which... I've got to say, even in high winds, this thing does not move. It's steady as a rock, even in high wind, and so is your footage. DJI have always had great, great aerodynamics, a great gimbal too on the camera, so you're getting great results every single time. A cool feature with the battery charging hub. Say, for example, you've you've got your three batteries, you've been flying for a couple of hours, 
and you want to fit one last flight, one last flight in. What the charging hub can do, it can direct the energy, so the charge. So you say you got your three batteries in the charging hub, and you if you choose, you can put all the remaining power from the two less least charged batteries into that third battery. So say one battery's got 30% and the others have got 20% each. The 30% battery, you can take the 20% from the other two. So you'll end up with, what's that, 70% battery. So rather than you having to just fly for two minutes, change battery, fly for five minutes, change battery, you can put all that power into one battery and fly for 25 minutes rather than having to change out your batteries all the time. That is a great feature. The only, I think that I would have loved to have seen a bit more internal storage. There's only eight gig of storage uh, internally, but you can, of course, if you've got an SD card, you can uh, get, you can lean on that. But eight gig internal storage, and, and for those of us, and I've done this, you forget the micro SD card, you're limited to that internal storage. It would have been great to see 16 or even 32. Throw 32 in there. That's plenty of room. But if you've got your micro SD card, of course, that's not a problem. The DJI Air 3 starts at $1,699. That's for the RC N2 with the NT remote, which means you've got to add your phone to it. Uh, the RC2 comes with the Fly More combo. That's with the screen in it. $2,349. Worth every cent. Buy the Fly More package, more batteries, a charging hub, better remote control, more props, leather carry bag. It's a no-brainer. The DJI Air 3, if you're on a read our complete review, check it out, techguide.com. Now, why don't we talk about a smartphone that you can repair yourself? Nokia has been, I think this is the second phone that Nokia has released that allows users to repair it themselves. Now, the, they've just released the G42. This is a 5G smartphone. Under 450 bucks, it's $442. And this is uh, comes with not only a three-year warranty, which is one of the longest in the industry, but also uh, has been released in collaboration with iFixit, which offers repair guides and repair kits if you want to repair it yourself. So say, for example, you can replace the screen, uh, change the battery, or repair the charging port. They're the three most common areas that break with if someone's uh, – if, if, if it fails under warranty, then, of course, you get it fixed for free. But if you've dropped your phone or, I don't know, something's happened with the battery, you've overcharged or something, you can repair them yourself. So you can repair or replace those items yourself. Comes with full instructions and allows customers to uh, be able to take that into their own hands, that matter into their own hands, repair it on the fly if they want to. Like rather than having to go go to a shop, wait for the repair, come back, then it's all sent to you. You can do it yourself. And the repair kits, I think, start at like 50 bucks and go up to about 150 bucks as well. So uh, it's affordable the whole way. But there is that three-year warranty, don't forget. So if something goes wrong and that's not your fault, then you're fully covered for three years. The Nokia G42 is running Android 13 and has a 6.56-inch HD Plus display and it is available in purple. In fact, the color is so purple, it's called so purple. So uh, it does actually looks pretty nice. It's not so, it's not a garish purple. It's a nice purple, I'd like to say. It's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 480 plus 5G mobile platform. It's got 6 gig of RAM and 128 gig of storage under the hood. And you can expand that internal storage thanks to the micro SD card slot. I think it lets you go up to a terabyte, which is a lot. 
On the camera side, you got a 50 megapixel main camera and two 2 megapixel cameras. One's a depth camera, one is a macro camera and does also offer portrait mode and night mode. Now, it does also include, if you're recording video, it does have the Ozo 3D capture, audio capture, so you're getting amazing surround sound with your video. So it looks good, sounds good at the same time. Pretty cool for a phone under 450 bucks, eh? The onboard uh, battery, 5,000 milliamp hours, and Nokia is saying can last up to three days on a single charge. That's pretty cool. But you know what? The battery has been built to retain 80% of its original capacity even after 800 charging cycles. So that adds up to four years of charging, and it's still going to have 80% uh, of, of the charging capa original capacity right there. The, uh, the G42 5G is available today. It's $449. I said 442 earlier. It's 449 You can get it from JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, Big W Online, from Nokia themselves, from Amazon, Catch, Kogan, and TVSN. The Nokia G42 5G, it is so purple, you will love it. Check it out if you want to see it for yourself at techguide.com.au. Cast your mind back to March the 30th, 2022, when Dyson came up with a, uh, this concept, these new headphones that were both noise cancelling, but was also an air purifier. So it could handle good for noise pollution and air pollution. And the headphones, which were quite large, had a visor, so you look like you look like Bane out of Batman, uh, across your nose and mouth, and we thought I assumed that this is a, it's it's the day before April Fool's Day. This is April Fool's Day joke, and I had to con I think I contacted two or three people from from Dyson, and I think two from Dyson, one from the PR company, and they assured me, no, it was a real product. This is coming. It's a real product, and I'm thinking, wow, that is pretty cool. And it's here. It's just been gone, just gone on sale in Australia, starting at nine hundred and ninety-nine bucks. So it's Dyson pricing for a pair of noise cancelling headphones and a built-in air purifier. So that's a combination you don't normally hear. But when you think of Dyson, of course, the first thing that comes to mind are the cordless vacuums and and air purifiers and even hair care products. And so they're used to dealing with moving air around. And you think about producing good audio is about pushing air around inside a speaker. So air movement is nothing new to Dyson. And But throw in as well the fact that it's an air purifier, then this is a remarkable technology technological achievement, what they've done here. Because you've got to remember, noise-canceling earphones, built into that is an air purifier. So there's a lot of moving, a lot of things happening there, and it still delivers uh, some of the best noise cancelling technology that you can hear. Now there's 11 microphones on board. Eight of them are used to reduce the ambient sound by up to 38 decibels, and uh, they monitor your surroundings 384,000 times a second. So that's a lot. So it's monitoring all that noise and then produces a reverse sound wave. 
So you, you're not hearing that outside noise. Now, the electroacoustic system is made up of 40 mil and 16 ohm neodymium speakers. And they have a range of a frequency range, a wide frequency range to produce sound between 6 hertz and 21 hertz. They also throw in the intelligent signal processing, uh, and that equalizes the output 48,000 times per second. So it neutralizes any sort of distortion, uh, and uh, so that the it, that distortion is inaudible over that that large frequency range. Now, uh, design-wise, of course, they've got some uh, the comfort pads on the headband and on the ear cups, and they actually adapt to the shape of your head and your ears. Uh, but the the whole thing too. Not only is it tackling the noise pollution, it's also got air pollution as well. So uh, a visor can be clipped in, and what happens, it draws the air in from the ear cups. There's, all, there's a grill on the outside of the ear cup. So it draws air in there, filters it through a double-layer filter, and then pumps purified air to the user's nose and mouth. So if you see the visor, it covers the, the bottom of your nose and your mouth. So you're breathing in the purified air that the headphones have actually supplied. So pretty pretty big achievement right there. And the visor, of course, is, is detachable. So if your air quality is good, remove the visor, and they're just looking like a chunky pair of, of headphones. Now, the price, uh, they start at $999. That's for the Dyson Zone limited editions in Prussian blue and dark blue. It includes headphones, quarter-turn case, two filters, a visor cleaning brush, a visor sleeve, USB-C cable. If you want to go to the uh, Absolute, the Dyson Zone Absolute Plus limited edition, that's in Prussian blue and bright copper. That includes the headphones, an Explorer case, four filters, a visor cleaning brush, a visor sleeve, a soft pouch, USB-C, and an in-flight adapter kit. That's an extra 100 bucks. I think it's worth the extra 100 1099 bucks gets you that as well. The Dyson Zone noise-canceling headphones, available now from Dyson Demo Stores or from their website. And you can check it out for yourself. If you don't believe me, head to techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our great mates at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. That's the place to go if you're after a, a magnetic wireless car charger. You want a three-in-one wireless charging pad for your phone, your AirPods, your watch. Yeah, they even Belkin also make wireless noise cancelling earbuds. They also have a lot of multi multi port docks. So if you want to connect your laptop to monitors and various things, 
they've got you covered. Belkin.com forward slash AU. Had an interesting question from a fellow Maltese reader who was asking on behalf of, the, of her father if they can stream Maltese free-to-air channels, Maltese channels. He wants to watch Maltese TV. And I did find a place, actually. There is a website where you can stream, live stream Maltese channels. And they were asking, well, how do we do this without him having to look at a laptop? Can we do it on TV? What do we do? And, well, I sent them the link. And if you if your TV has a browser, and a lot of them do, uh, you can just type in the address on the browser. And your smart TV is, of course, connected to the internet. So you can then be streaming the live channels, and they're not just Maltese channels, other other channels, uh, for so, so you can view them on the best screen in the house, which is your television. Now, if you if your TV doesn't have a browser, there are ways. Say you can you can mirror your screen, for or you can use a Chromecast to, to mirror something to the TV. If you've got a Google TV, it allow you to do that. Uh, well, I think Google TV would have a browser anyway. So, point is, you can stream from a browser if you are after these after the some of these channels. And there's you know Italian channels, Maltese channels, all kinds of from around the world. There is a site that that, that serves these up through a browser, so you're able to do it and then stream it to your television. And that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about on the show, you can find it, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, info at techguide.com.au. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you, your family, and all your devices safe online. Please support the great sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 